so we're talking about light, but mm -hmm. just um, the physical environment that you're in. So when you, mm -hmm. I'll give you an example that they, this was probably the initiated and it, like, wow, this really makes an impact. So uh, you have people in the space station that were in relatively small space, mm -hmm. but if they could create compartments that were even smaller for them to be in at times, then when they came out of that into the larger space that wasn't even that large, they feel like it was larger. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to our show today. We have a very special guest and she has a very awesome story that she's going to share with us about where she started and where she is today. And I have today Carolyn Bolt with me. And let me tell you just a little bit about Carolyn. Carolyn is personally passionate about holistic health and wellness, an outspoken advocate in environment of her space impacting her success. She has over 40 years of experience in commercial interior industries. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Internal Architectural Design. Wow, that's awesome. And she is a certified registered design, a lead AP. I'm not sure what that is, so I'm going to let you explain it. A personal member of the IIDA Internal, oh, Internal Interior Design Association. Awesome. And in 2004, she and her husband, Scott, co-founded Crossfields as a design-built firm in Atlanta. In 2011, they changed their focus to expand and impact the holistic health by evaluating the public image of alternative medicine through virtually creating outstanding health environments nationwide. Carolyn loves to spend her time with her eight wonderful grandchildren. I have a lot as well, so I can relate with that. Um, she is involvement in her church and her community activities, travel, boating on the lake with her husband. Those are things she enjoys. So Carolyn, thank you for uh, being on the show today. Welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. You're welcome. I'm glad to have you here, Carolyn. So Carolyn, we know that you are a successful woman that has this successful business that your husband and you have built. It sounds like you have wonderful children and grandchildren, and that's so exciting, but we know that you didn't start there. Can you take us back and share with us your kind of journey? Sure. I, um, I have two colliding journeys. Okay. which um, kind of brought me to where I am. One is about my passion for holistic health. Mm 
and how that evolved. And the other one is my passion for the built environment and how the I'm an interior designer, an architectural interior designer, and um, how that I started there and what my and how those two came together. Mm -hmm. So you want me to just talk and tell yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested because I'm also in holistic health, so I can relate with that part of it. But I love interior design, so I'm curious, how did you combine the two? And, and be able to create this business. Yeah, so share, share with us, because okay. I'm, I'm okay, intrigued. Well, um, <laughs> so first I'll tell you about the interior design side because that's started first. Um, mm -hmm. So I really discovered my passion for interior design when I was about 14 years old. Um, my father was an engineer at NASA and um, NASA is now 60 years old, so you can get how old I am. But he was one of the first engineers there and he was developing um, the space station. So he was always working in advanced preliminary design. So um, he, they had an architect come work with them to develop the, they understood that if they were gonna put people into space for years, months to years at time, that they understood that the psychology of where they were needed to be looked at, including their environment. And how does your physical environment impact your psycho psychology, psychological state? So, so kind of like feng shui. Very much like feng shui. Very <laughs> yeah. much like feng shui. Feng shui is a, is a kind of a spiritual direction of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but just there's some very, they, uh, there's a book, and now I can't remember the gentleman's name written called Hidden Dimension that okay. was written years and years and years ago, but it really talks about the psychology of people in a space. And so yeah. what happened is um, NASA brought on this intern architect working on his thesis on the interior design of a zero gravity or earth orbiting space station. So he wow. was working on that and he was, um, he had come to Houston and he, didn't have any family so we had him over for dinner a lot and he would my dad and him would sit and philosophize and I would just listen and I was just fascinated because I really began to understand and see around me that that whether we understand it or not our physical surroundings have a huge impact on our psychic it does. and I began to understand a little bit about how that works just how light the level of light can change your energy. We know that from health. We know that from, you know, people that have, that live in climates that are very dark and things mm -hmm. like that, but just, just immediate raise your light level, you raise your energy, you lower your light level, you lower your energy, how that can begin to be used. I mean, I can go off another direction, but there's a design called um, myophiliac design where it really focuses on how to change your moods with lights and things of that sort. Anyway, that's, that's now. That's, that's actually fascinating because my husband, he works and I'm sorry to change. Uh, hopefully oh, I'm no. not changing the subject sunlight. So my husband works in this office and there's no windows. And I've often thought about that because when he's in his office all day, he kind of has this different energy and it, and I really think it's because there's no light coming in. So would a, a situation like that be important to put some type of lighting in there that could kind of help him? Well, just to go into that direction, um, light sources 
have a different um, what we call Kelvin color. Do you know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about at all? Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to. Yeah, so there's some that imitate like sunlight, right? Yes. So the higher the they have a graduated numbering system called the Kelvin scale. And the lower the numbering system, like you get into 2300, it's very, very warm light. So it's your typical incandescent light is very, very warm, your old incandescent light. Okay. When they first came out with fluorescent lights, they were up into the 4000s and 4500s. It was very green blue light. Do you remember how everybody mm -hmm. looked really? Oh, yeah. Well, I hate them. <laughs> so it's evolved, right? It's evolved so that the light level up to 5,500 5, or so is closer to sunlight. So it gets white, it's more white. And so it goes from white down to, you know, the blue and the greens and then down into the warmer tones. Well, those tones all make your physical environment look different because it's mm -hmm. a different color from the physical environment right. um, because light source, but it also changes how we feel and so, so in a situation like that what would be the best like lighting and like um if he could get something that's close to what they call daylight which is the like the 5500 daylight they actually make lighting um there's a company that used i think it's still around called happy light and they they actually make lighting for people that are dealing with uh long winter that I can't remember the name of that syndrome that people have when they just it's so dark and they actually mm -hmm. get depressed. Yeah. They don't mm -hmm. have enough light. Right. Um, you know, so light actually creates energy. It obviously gives you vitamin D and some other things, sunlight, pure sunlight, mm -hmm. but just a light level change. Yes. So and make a difference. Answer, so 5500 is considered a daylight color. Yes. And you can, and now that with LEDs that are available, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, you can find. LED daylight bulbs is what you'd be looking for okay. and um, things that that and there's a like I said there's a company called, out there called happy light yeah I'll it's check those exist. I'll check them out for sure thank yeah. you <laughs> I can't remember what that syndrome is called right now it's just lost my mind um, yeah I think I know what you're talking about but I can't think of it either but okay. yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean I'm just like lost for the word of what it is so we're talking about light, but mm -hmm. just um, the physical environment that you're in. So when you, mm -hmm. I'll give you an example that they, this was probably the initiated that like, wow, this really makes an impact. So uh, you have people in the space station that were in relatively small space, mm -hmm. but if they could create compartments that were even smaller for them to be in at times, then when they came out of that into the larger space that wasn't even that large they feel like it was larger so it's that psychological relationship from a smaller space going into a larger space makes the the larger space feel even larger than it really is so just little things like that that they worked on with the space station so that the whole space was not just one size they made sure that there are variations in the physical oh. size so people got to change so it would change the their environment a little bit. Okay, yeah, just, I get it. Interesting. So that, and then you've got textures, you've got, um, you know, just if you think about the different textures, that mm -hmm. every texture has a memory kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so a real rough texture has a different 
perspective and a different feeling than a very smooth texture would have. Mm -hmm. so things like that are used. They're tools that interior designers use. We use the volume of the space. We use vertical lines, make you want to stand up. Horizontal lines make you want to lay down. I mean, it's just, it's your space. You can actually, mm. you can actually impact people's environment by the design of their space. Wow. And so that's what, that's what my trigger was back okay. when I was 14. And so mm -hmm. I went on to University of Texas and studied design and got out and um, started to pursue this career. I always wanted to work in commercial because it's a uh, return on investment for a business owner mm -hmm. to think about how their space is designed and, and to understand this. No, I'm not talking, I'm no criticism to decorating, but I'm not talking decorating. I'm talking about actually our interior architecture where you actually, yeah, you, you literally are architecting exactly what goes where and what exactly. space and all of it. Yeah. Exactly. No, I get it. Mm -hmm. So I stayed on that path because that was my passion and that's what I've loved. The, the holistic part came in not too long after, after um, I got out of college. I was um, 22. My father, who, you know, you heard me talk about my dad, but he came down with cancer. Mm. And he came down, he was um, 50, 51. And he had some type of cancer that was very easily curable, theoretically. And this was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was an oat cell cancer, as they called it, what I remember. So anyway, he chose to go through chemotherapy. There wasn't a lot of other holistic options back then, but he actually died of a cardiac arrest created by the chemotherapy. His cancer was almost gone from his body. So it was not the cancer. It was the, it was the hospital and the situation at the hospital and the, it's not really the hospital's fault, but you know, it happened. It happened. Right. Mm -hmm. But what it did is it put this wrinkle in my mind about trusting conventional medicine. Mm. And um, so that kind of started that path and kind of opened me up to what else is out there and what else can we do to heal and to. So as I went through my personal journey of health, I always looked at other ways to pursue healing besides just going and getting medicine. I always did from that point on. The big trigger for me, in, and we mostly focus on chiropractors. We'll do all kinds of holistic health, but that road of chiropractors happened when my daughter um, was about two years old. This was about 90, 1991, she's two years old. She developed chronic tonsillitis and her pediatrician, because I was still going to conventional doctors. I just didn't trust that hundred percent. Right. Mm -hmm. So the pediatrician wanted her tonsils out. And so I had my tonsils out when I was six, six years old. I thought I didn't think a lot of it at mm -hmm. the time, but I didn't want a two-year-old to go into surgery. Right. So I really avoided it. And I ended up finding discovering chiropractic for pediatric, for pedi pediatric chiropractic, I guess. I didn't never even heard of it. I thought you went to a chiropractor when you had a car accident. So I, um, I actually, my daughter, her baby had constipation and they say babies when they first come out, if they're in a certain position, sometimes they do need car. I didn't know this either. And anyway, helped her baby and the bowel movements came, everything, all those little things you don't even think about the crying, 
that was happening. It was just because of all the things that were kinked and she just needed. And it is amazing. The little, uh, just a little tweak and you're going, that's it. And but so it you experienced worked. it. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I've experienced it. Yeah. I went with her. It was pretty, pretty fascinating actually. It was. So that's mm -hmm. what my daughter was healed of tonsillitis. So she's 32 now, 30 years ago. And that really opened me up to understanding, you know, the power that your body can heal itself. If it, the, the theory is that your body can heal itself if it gets rid of interference. Mm -hmm. So, and I know right. you're Reiki and I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know that that's removing that energy. 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 Yeah, energy. Yeah, exactly. Emotions so, that get trapped. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So with all of that, that opened me up to that world. So so that was my personal path over here. And then I had the holistic, I mean, had the design path. And then I found myself in 2003 working for Life University, which is the largest chiropractic college. But at the time, they had almost lost their accreditation. And my job was to reduce their space because I had done a lot of facility design. But when um, the new president came on board, he said, how can we elevate this university by changing the environment? So he understood that your environment impacts your psychic, but it also impacts other people's psychic. Yeah. But it impacts people's impression of you. It impacts mm. people's reaction and it impacts and oh. impacts how people act in the space. Uh -huh. So we got involved in that at Life University. And then um, from there, about 2010, we were doing all the facility work all over campus. Like I said, from about 2003, about 2010, 2009, I'd say, I had a chiropractor that had a student opening around the corner. He said, why don't you go help him open his office? And, um, and I bartered for chiropractic care. So I helped him and I fell in love with helping the smaller entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I've been working with large corporations, big committees, nothing to be wrong with that. But I fell mm -hmm. in love with this, this human being's passion and how I could personally help their human be that human's passion, as opposed to satisfying a committee. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, I bet that kind of shifted. And so in 2010, we started teaching classes about how the impact of your environment will impact your success, mm -hmm. how you design your environment. And then it kind of just developed. So it was about 2011, my husband and I were like, we need to shift here. You know, we need to, we own our work right now. We, we have a business, but we're, everything is coming through us. We're the bottlenecks and et cetera. We don't have a scalable business. So what could we do to shift our model to something we're passionate about and create a scalable business? And so we did, we, and we created a virtual business back in 2011. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're doing wow, it. Oh, that's awesome. Chiropractic offices all over the United States. We developed a system to, so that they could receive customized designed on a more affordable package, um, very personalized. And so that's what we've been doing. And um, that's the path that we've been on. So, wow, that sounds fascinating. So I, I kind of can relate a little bit of what you're talking about because I just was feng shuiing my, my office and uh, this thing behind me, which some people can't see, I can tell I need to raise this up, but um, just because it's cutting me off and I don't like that, but like where you strategically place certain things and, and, you know, 
you don't want a lot of clutter and you don't want uh you want to be facing the door you want open I, I don't know there's just all these little little tricks that you have to look for but I'm fascinated to see kind of what you do as far as the interior part and then how you incorporate the holistic part as well so how does that intertwine with each other well the the passion became that we wanted to elevate the holistic profession mm -hmm. so when we first started thinking i'm just going to be real frank when we first started thinking about hey we want to do chiropractic offices started to communicate that with other um associates people that were other in the design and architecture firm friends of ours etc they thought we were nuts because chiropractors have horribly ugly offices. This was 2010. And we said, exactly, you know? Exactly. That's why they need our help. Exactly, they need our help. And, and overall, um, not that that's, not that it has always been this way or will stay this way, but overall there was a poverty mentality and a poverty expectation around chiropractic from everyone we talked to, that's what was expected. And it's like, people can't respect some, it, it, you, they were trying to gain respect with what they did, but there was nothing around them physically that was promoting that respect it's, at yeah, all, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so you were asking a little bit about, so um, in business, the effects of your office space can actually change people's your clients, your buying pattern, patterns of your clients. So it's what, when we start with a designing an office, we first talk about who is your ideal patient and what are their expectations are, and then who are you and what's the persona that you need to show that patient. And then the environment either needs, we'll, we need to design something to support that. Mm -hmm. So if you're, a, um, think about retail design, okay? Mm -hmm. So you think about retail design, you know what you expect to buy and how much you're going to spend in the store, et cetera, based on, and the environment is either going to support that, is going to support that. Mm -hmm. So you compare a Walmart to a Target. There's a difference in the design. There's a difference in the expectation. There's a difference that happens that that design supports. Mm -hmm. So let's take a, a Walmart to a Giorgio Armani. Yeah, very different. different. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the environment of that space is every single one of them was designed by a designer, very mm -hmm. much on purpose from a Walmart mm -hmm. to a Target to, you know, whatever stores we have down the line. So it's like that design and that of the space becomes the package of the product that you're selling in the space. Mm -hmm. Think about, think about pure retail. If you go up and down an aisle, you're attracted to packages because those packages were designed for your demographics. Your, if oh. it was designed well. So, so do you incorporate colors and things like that as well to kind of portray that? Cause I'm, you know, like yeah. nobody sees what's around me, but yet they see this back portion back here. So like, I'm just curious what like, how do you determine what colors or what things to use? Do colors mean certain things? Colors mean a lot of things. Colors mm -hmm. have a lot of I, I kind of figured they did because yeah, they yeah. do in a lot of things. So I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, well, color, there's um, 
there's ancient color theory of healing and using color properties. There's light color theory for healing and things like that. But just different colors have di create different um, personas or different expectations. Mm -hmm. And and yet at the same time that I say that, um, well, just let's. I mean, I have a whole core when I teach these classes, we talk about color, and we talk about the color wheel, and we talk about just the quickest thing on the color wheel is one side of the color wheel is very cool mm -hmm. very very um when you think of something cool it's a little more it makes you stand up a little bit more it makes you a little bit less I don't want to say less comfortable but more on more alert mm -hmm. space right where a warm space is more cuddly and cozy mm -hmm. and you kind of cozy down so there yeah just that can create that kind of emotion, just the coolness or the warmth of the color in the space mm -hmm. can do that. That mixed with all the other architectural aspects, the lighting, the textures. So there's a lot that goes into this that when you're designing these places for people. Yes, yes, very much so. So, so now that's, is that what your business does now? Is it still doing the kind of chiropractic or any like holistic kind of office? We, it's, we have um, done, we will do any office that is not, what I want to say, is not contradictory to holistic. So we've done yoga studios, we've done mm -hmm. fitness centers, we've done mm -hmm. um, massage centers, yeah. wellness type spaces. Um, we tend to focus our marketing because for years that's what we've been focused on is chiropractic, but even within chiropractic, they have, you know, they have weight loss centers that mm -hmm. they focus on, or they have fitness centers is another one, as we were saying, right, birthing, right. birthing centers. You know? Oh yeah. Birthing centers are probably huge. Yeah. So just, definitely want a calm feeling there for sure. Exactly. So the feeling that you create, and then I'm talking mostly about the aesthetics and things, but mm -hmm. the other thing that's really, really important, we, we say form follows function. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure the space is laid out well. Mm -hmm. So if it's not laid out well, it's going to be, it's that, it doesn't, it, that starts to cross over into the feng shui a little bit, but if it doesn't mm -hmm. flow well, then that creates negative energy. Mm -hmm. You know, that creates a frustration that creates, it's too hard to move around or it's, too big and you're wasting money. So you've got mm -hmm. to get it to function first. And then we think about the three-dimensional form. Okay. Okay. So, this is very fascinating to kind of talk about. You know, you just don't realize how, and in, well, I do know that environment does make a difference and it does change how you feel everything. So I can see coming into an office and there's a, you know, maybe a peaceful feeling, then you're going to feel a lot more comfortable with this person, you know? So I kind of get that. Yeah. So if somebody was wanting to work with you and find out more about your stuff, is it virtual that you have now where they can actually go online and, and find out more? Yes. Yes. Um, we have a website. Okay. It's, our, it's it, the website is chiropracticofficedesign.com. Okay. And um, you can get do. We have a lot of free resources and a lot of because this started out as just teaching, not as a business. So as I said okay. in 2010, mm -hmm. it was all about teaching and teaching, mm -hmm. and then it evolved into 
kind of organically involved into a business and we and at the same time that colliding of hey we need to create a business that's scalable and here's this business that people are asking us something and a need and it just all yeah it all kind of came together it all yeah, came together that makes it, sense. Together. it makes total sense yes um so I know that you have a freebie that, or a, a um, kind of opt-in page that has something for our listeners, and that is the chiropracticofficedesign.com forward slash power, meaning yes. like power to grow. Yes. Um, and so what can they expect on that, like if they go in there? So it's really focused, obviously. I know you have a variety of listeners that we can, uh -huh. you know, just talk about where the energy comes from, et cetera. But for those, those that are planning an office or looking at planning an office, we have mm -hmm. three floor plans. We have a checklist for specifically written for people that are starting an office and what they not only need to do to start, a, start the office, but how that correlates with their business plan and their marketing plan and all of those type of things. We're not gonna teach marketing plans, but how the timing of all those things is very mm -hmm. critical. Um, the very first freebie we wrote was an educational book on the five biggest mistakes chiropractors make when they open an office. And the very first one was not understanding how the timing, not understanding mm -hmm. the process. So, you know, you, you're only going to do it once every seven years. You don't have to learn it intimately, but we want you to be educated when you are going to do it. So yeah. those, are the, those are the three things that are written really for um, the person who's starting an office. We also have a booklet that I wrote at request that's called the five point designer checklist. It's another checklist, but it really is the five first things that a designer would do if they were looking at renovating an office and they really have nothing to do with designer architecture. Well, they have very little to do with designer architecture. Of, I shouldn't say that they have, they don't have anything to do with moving spaces. It's really mm -hmm. just, so it's the five things from looking at but one of the very first things is how dirty is your space? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How clean, I how think clutter. that's a big deal. Like clutter big, is huge, huge, very huge. Deal. Very big deal. And that's a big feng shui part or it's right. a big, right. Right. Mm -hmm. any of those. It's just getting, getting clear of clutter. And it's amazing how, you know, you don't even see it. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's another one of the free resources that we have. And oh, then for those cool. that are, those that are interested in, um, you know, working with us, they can do a complimentary consultation. We can go through their, what they're trying to do and trying to build and where they're trying to go and what that. Oh, that's like awesome. So if they were wanting to just kind of chat and kind of see, you know, how does this fit in with me? They can actually schedule a free consultation and you guys can have a chat and talk about everything. Exactly. I love that. That's awesome because sometimes you have different needs for different things. So it's exactly. nice to be able to talk to somebody. Well, it's like I said, we work with people that are building an office, but we also work with people that need to refresh their office. Right. Right. Because exactly. You do need updates every now and again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Carolyn, I have enjoyed this conversation with you and being able to share your story of kind of how this all came about and, and how you incorporated these two things that you're very, very passionate about and being able to help these smaller business offices. And, and I think that what you're doing is amazing. I do think it makes a difference. I've seen a difference since I've feng shuied my home mm -hmm. and it does make a difference for people. So if you don't know how to do this, you wanna find out more, um, get a hold of Carolyn. It's 
It is at chiropracticofficedesign.com. If you want the freebies, uh, forward slash power behind that. And uh, just go there, check out her stuff. If you need a consultation, schedule one. It sounds like she'll really take good care of you. So thank you again for being here and sharing our message today. Yes, I appreciate it. You're welcome. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now, and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.